I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. So today we are talking about another simple scaling mastermind related topic And this one is the idea of playing big and playing small. This is something that came up, I think it first came up at the April 2022 live event for the Mastermind. I had a client who just had this overall like idea that she wanted to start playing bigger. And so I really challenged her to think about what that would look like and what her dreams were and what she could start doing right now to start moving in that direction. And since then, I have just loved thinking about it this way. And this is really how I want you to think about the vision that you have for the business that you want to have. And I wanted to just talk a little bit about what does it look like to play big? What does it look like to play small? So you can see where are you in this like full spectrum of ways that you can be showing up in your business and maybe where are the areas that you want to start shifting how you're showing up? Because I don't think anybody is playing 100% big or 100% small. I think what you're going to see is that there's different areas where you are playing one or the other. And so I want you to get some more awareness about what specifically you're doing and maybe what you might want to shift as you go forward in your business. So one of the things that came up for me when I was thinking about playing big and playing small is the idea of a hierarchy. So this is something that I find comes up primarily for my clients who are coaches. I don't see it really at all or as much maybe for my clients who are in other industries. I think, of course, there's imposter syndrome, self-doubt, that kind of thing with all industries. But specifically, this like hierarchy idea, I think, is fairly unique to the coaching industry and potentially just in a very small subset of the coaching industry of potentially people who are either certified by LCS or very tightly wound in with the circle of people who are. Maybe this goes bigger than that, but this is where I'm noticing it most. I'm noticing that for the people who are playing small, there's this idea that there's like tiers of coaches, that there's like levels and you like earn certain levels or you aren't at certain levels, that these other people are above you in some particular way, maybe based on how much money they make or how much money their offer costs. And this is just bullshit. Like, I just, I want you to all really understand that there's no hierarchy. And I think that I've kind of, I've seen it both directions. You know, like I have seen 
clients like looking up they think that they're like looking up the hierarchy and using that to feel terrible about themselves and to play small and I've seen it the other way around. I've seen coaches looking down from the hierarchy that they think is there and maybe trying to keep their clients smaller or having this idea that they have to out-earn their clients. And I don't think any of this stuff is true. I had, I think, three clients at 100K before I had 100K in my business. I didn't care at all. I thought it was actually amazing. I think that it is so much like a sports coach, right? Like does the like Olympic gymnast that gets a gold medal, like do they have to have a coach who got more gold medals than them? Like this is ridiculous, right? Like how many football coaches were actually like Super Bowl winning football players? I don't even know the answer, but I think the answer is not very many, <laughs> I'm sure you will DM me and email me and let me know what the actual answer is if you're a football fan. But I want you to think about that. If you are a coach in particular, I want you to think about like the origin of the word coach and what that looks like and just rethinking how you see yourself in the industry, how you see yourself in relation to me, how you see yourself in relation to other coaches. And this was a big reason why I think I already shared this on an episode or maybe an email for the launch, but either way, a big reason why when I did the one-on-one coaching experience on stage at the live event for Simple Scaling in April, I had the chairs, like my chair and then my client's chair, I had them next to each other on the same level. I really wanted my clients to have that experience where they were on stage with me at the same level. I wanted the like subconscious programming of that, right? That we're on the same level, we're peers, we are on this stage together. That is really like the mentality that I have with my clients. That's the mentality that I want all of you to have that we are peers. And yeah, like I've really dedicated my career to being excellent at helping people build businesses and overcoming all the obstacles in building their business. Just like Michael Phelps coach has dedicated their career to helping people like really be good at their swimming technique and honing in on their speeds and form and whatever. You can tell that I know nothing about sports. (laughs) But I think you get the picture, even with my extremely limited sports knowledge, that what I am saying is that the coach's role is not to be somebody who is on a pedestal or who is above you or anything like that. That is not how this works. And so specifically to you who are coaches, if you have found yourself playing small by thinking there's a hierarchy where you are lower than other people, let's throw that away. And if you're in other industries where you've been doing that too, also throw this away. What playing big looks like is not having a hierarchy, being willing to see yourself as a peer, 
My best friend, Kristen Boss, recently had Jenna Kutcher on her podcast. And I think they did like a podcast exchange or something like that. But anyway, she afterwards sent me a message just being like, oh my gosh, like we're peers. And I was like, oh, that's a surprise to you? Like, of course you're peers. Like, of course you're on the same playing field, right? It's like, I think it's so easy for us to just read into situations like hierarchies and levels that aren't there. And I really want to challenge you to not. I want to challenge you to have the self-concept of you as an equal to your mentors, to your role models, to the people you admire, to the people you want to be like. I think that that is a really powerful thing. Another way of playing big versus small is in how you use coaching. So this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Like what makes coaching useful? What makes coaching not useful? And this was absolutely inspired by a mastermind experience that I had where I felt like the coaching became very unuseful. And here's how I define unuseful coaching now. And I think that this is what will keep you playing small or how you will keep yourself playing small is through unuseful coaching. This is coaching that just does not feel good. (laughs) It can literally be that simple. I think that coaching that is super useful is going to be coaching that makes you feel really good and gets you into action. So if you receive coaching that shuts you down, this is not useful coaching. Whether it's coaching that you're doing just like with yourself in a self-coaching practice, or it's coaching that you receive from a coach or a friend. Even if it's coaching from me, and I tell my clients this a lot, if it shuts you down, and is going to lead you to not take action, this coaching is not useful. And the best thing that could possibly happen if you receive unuseful coaching from me is to say, this coaching is shutting me down. Or typically I'm like reading your body language and I can just see that you're withdrawing or shutting down and we dig into that and come to a place where it is useful. I, it's so funny now that we're thinking about this or I'm thinking about this and we're chatting about it. I used to really think that there was a problem with my one-on-one coaching. I used to think that like, I would kind of like, I'm very like intuitive with body language and like people's energy and that kind of thing. And I would just notice like where my client was energetically like how did their energy feel what was their body language like what what kind of like space were they in emotionally and I would never want to end a coaching call if they were not in like an empowered or positive space like unless we had really talked about like okay now you're gonna go and like feel these feelings and process through like sometimes things would come up right and and it's not like we have to like push through to get to a happy place so absolutely there is like space for 
like go feel your feelings. But I never wanted to end a call with a client where they were feeling like stuck or lost or confused or in disagreement with what we talked about. So then they weren't going to do something. I, I really wanted them to be in a place where they were super clear on what they were going to do next and like had the emotions they needed to fuel them to do that next thing. And so when I think about useful coaching, that's exactly what I think useful coaching is. And what's so funny is that I used to look at that and think that's wrong. Like I don't need to like tie a bow on things. I shouldn't be doing that. But I still kept doing it because it's just who I am. I like to leave something better than I found it, including humans. So I want you to really think about that. I want you to not fall into this trap of thinking that coaching has to feel so bad and like hurt and stuff. And it doesn't mean you're not going to get tough coaching. Like I give my clients extremely tough coaching, but always in service of being useful, of moving them forward, of getting to a place where they are empowered to take action, where they are feeling good. Like I have this secret style of coaching that I don't even think I really use this all that much with clients. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but this is a way that I will sometimes coach my friends and we call it housewife coaching. And I want you to think about real housewives, like flipping tables, throwing drinks in people's faces, like that level of like aggressiveness is sometimes a coaching style that I have. And it's often me being like, you need to believe in yourself. And that is the way that I'm delivering that message. This feels like a really off the rails tangent that now I'm like, why did this even feel relevant? But I know that there's some of you who really like this, like very sassy side of me that can come out. And I wanted to speak to that as well. I don't think that that is unuseful coaching just because it can be a little more aggressive than other styles. This isn't really about the delivery. It's more about the internal experience and feeling of the client. So if you have not seen my housewife coaching, it's probably been because I didn't think it would serve you or because you were not pulling so much BS that I had to go to that place. Some of you are more coachable than others. So playing small is unuseful coaching. Participating in it as the client, as the self-coaching person who's coaching themselves with unuseful coaching. Like think about when you're coaching yourself to this place where you're just like feeling terrible and like being wrong. Like I just had a post in Mama to CEO today, the day that I'm recording this, and we're doing the 90 day challenge in there. And one of my clients was like, I think that I'm doing this wrong. And like, she was like trying to like force herself through coaching to like be different than she is and like make her brain work differently. And I was like, no. In coaching, there aren't like right answers. Like this is not like a test or like a class that you turn it in and get a grade for like writing down the right thing. Like it is so personal. It's so about your inner experience and how you feel and how that's going to create the results for you in your business. So the way that you're feeling is the most important thing. It's so much more important than whatever like random thought and if it's the right thought, right? 
So I want you in your self-coaching, if you're doing that, in the coaching that you're receiving to really be very focused on useful coaching versus unuseful because useful is going to inspire you. It's going to light you up. It's going to get you going, even if the thing is scary. And that's the next thing that I wanted to talk about, about playing big. So playing big can feel scary. But for me, it is more of like an exhilarating kind of fear, like a roller coaster. If, you, if you're a person who likes roller coasters, right? Like if you like roller coasters, that fear that you have before you get on them, that is the kind of fear that you have with playing big. It's like this rush. It's this like nerve-sided, like nervous and excited feeling And playing small just doesn't feel that way. It can feel a lot of different ways, but it doesn't have that feeling. Like that is the indicator of playing big is that you have that feeling. And I feel like this is the feeling that's like telling us that we're alive. Like that's how you know you're alive is that feeling. What else? Using coaching or rules to stay small. So I've seen this with playing small that I feel like it's kind of related to unuseful coaching. It's kind of related to the hierarchy, but we like latch on to these rules. And I see it so much with clients who are like, well, I can't do paid ads until fill in the blank. I can't have a group offer or a course or whatever until fill in the blank. I can't raise my rates until fill in the blank. All kinds of rules that actually aren't real. Do you understand? Like these aren't real rules. Like I can't hire a VA until whatever. And I want to give you some affirmation and validation. If you are hearing these rules and you're like, but no, like literally somebody told me, yes, I want to give you that validation that there are people who literally teach these as rules. Like my former mentor had rules about all of these different things, right? But they're just made up. (laughs) They're just someone's opinion. All of these rules are literally just someone's opinion. And I want all of you to be empowered to be your compass in your business, to be the authority in your business. And of course, like in the mastermind, I do give some guidelines, right? Like I think sometimes it's helpful to know like what's like the norm, what's like a best practice or a guideline. And what I also really like to give my clients is the rationale for why, because I think that that allows you to evaluate when you're making your own decision. Like let's even just talk about hiring a VA, right? Like I may give my clients some guidelines on here's how to decide when you're ready. Here's kind of like the best practice to know that you're ready. Here are, you know, just some guidelines for making that move, taking that step. And here's why I think those things. And then my client can look at all of that and then think about their personal situation and think through, okay, here's like one way to look at it. And here's my situation. Do these things fit together? Do they feel like a fit to me? What do I feel like is the right thing for me? And 
so often in the mastermind, especially I really work through these conversations with my clients. It's not just like, here's some best practices. Good luck. It's so much more of like a discussion around like, oh, you're feeling like you're ready. Why? Why do you feel like you're ready? What are those indicators that you're seeing? Here are the indicators that I would be looking for. And like, have you thought about these potential like unintended consequences or this potential like way that it could go wrong? How would you handle these things? Like we just kind of talk through all the angles of a decision. And I think that that is like such an empowering place to be and such a better way to look at other people's opinions, right? So if we think about like playing small, being using rules or coaching to keep yourself small versus like recognizing that other people's opinions are just like one variable in the decision you are making. That is what playing big would look like. Another thing is with playing small, you tend to have drama about things that are like a done deal. So I think that I wrote an email about this too. This is so funny. I'm like remembering all the launch emails. So if you read the email or if you haven't yet, doesn't matter. But thinking about like if you have, you know, an amount of money that you make pretty much every month, playing small is having drama about will I continue to do that? Playing big on the flip side is being really focused on your future dreams. Playing small is looking at results that you have created and like diminishing them. Being like, I don't know if I can do that again or that was a fluke. Like that's playing small. And playing big is owning that. Like owning, yeah, that's who I am. Something that I love for my clients to do is to not just look at like how much money they've made like this month or so far this year, I love for them to look at like, what's the past 12 months? I think that can be a fun number, but I also love for them to think about like, especially when they hit a big new number for them. So like when my clients hit like 8K for the first time, I love it because I am always like, you know that that's a 100K year, right? Like if you do that every month, that's a 100K and like you get to take on that identity now. You know, you do 16K for the first time. That's a 200K year. I think so often my clients will like hit these numbers, like let's use 16K as an example. They'll hit a 16K month and then they will be so worried about not being able to do it again. They will be so worried about all the different things that could go wrong. They'll be judging it as a fluke. They'll be diminishing. Like, I don't know how I did that. And I love to flip it around to this place where it's like, let's look at exactly how you did that. Let's look at like the things that you know for sure about how you created that because you definitely created it. 16K doesn't just show up on your door without you having done anything. You created that. And how good does it feel to know that like you have just done 
the monthly version of the 200k year like i i want you to really think about that i want you to look at your big months and like take on the self-concept of what that would be in a full year and i think sometimes people are so hesitant to do this for lots of reasons and all of them are playing small i'm not saying go out there and be like oh my gosh, I made 16K this month. That means I've made 200K like on the internet to try to make people work with you, right? Like that's not what I'm saying, but you can take on the identity of 200K in a year being who you are. You can do that. There aren't police of your mind telling you that you can't believe that about yourself. You can literally think that. So I want you to experiment with that. I want you to allow yourself that and really let yourself play with this idea of playing big. So I want you like now as you are, as we're wrapping up the episode, as you're thinking about just playing big and what that would look like for you, I want you to think about, are there any ways that you have been playing small? And are there ways that you have been stopping yourself from playing big? I think that these are like two different things, right? I think the ways that you have been playing small are, you know, like putting yourself into a box or like hiding yourself or diminishing yourself, that kind of thing. And then I think the ways you've been stopping yourself from playing big are those things that are on your heart, those things that create the nerve-sided feeling, those things that like are that like scary, exhilarated feeling that you don't let yourself do. And I want to challenge you to like get out of the box, stop keeping yourself small, right? But I also want to challenge you to start taking these scary steps to play big. All right, everyone. I will talk to you again next time. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.